What are we drinking? Uh, so Craig's on a rum. What kind of a rum? It is a Cuban Havana with uh, some light hints of vanilla, uh, with a slice of orange and lime, uh, lime in there as well, with ginger oh, ale. Bitch. So it's wanky rum. Nice. Oh, I love wanky rum. It's lovely. Wanky rum. Uh, Matt, what From you Swanky to wanky in one easy move. Should we... Should we kick off, gentlemen? Should we begin? Oh, mate, in a massive, massive style. Yes. One welcome wherever you are and a welcome to every number one ever as every number one will welcome you. Detriping the music lists put together of what you lot liked. Looking at your choices and either wagging the finger of shame or shining a light, a warm light, on what you bought well. Joining me as we cultivate a new music pantheon is arch fiddle player and collector of rare soundtracks to films no one has seen. It's Sir Craig Hi hi, and box up to his left, beaming quite literally all the way in from York. It's the Chris Whitty to Craig's Jonathan Van Tam. It's Doctor Liam Maloney. What would have been amazing if is if you'd mixed up the introductions there. Just Craig as um... oh fucking hell, my head. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I've, I've, I've never seen a sentence deflate so fast. I'm so tired. Honestly, my brain is just, could, it's properly just mush. You could seep out of him instantly there. <laughs> well, whilst you continue drinking your red wine, just shelve that, Liam, and I'll tell the, the, the listening public, if this is your first time, then fuck off to episode zero yeah, to find out the rules and regulations. In very brief, though, this is how this podcast is going to look. Each of us, are going to get three number ones that we will review as a pack of three. We will argue the toss and keep or bin those three. Ket tunes, no problem. That goes straight into the new music pantheon. But the binned will get thrown into the bargain basket of bastards. However... <laughs> If we so so if we bin off the tunes, we are obliged contractually to put something into the pantheon. The pantheon's mouth cannot be left empty. So at this point, we will have to have to choose a random single that missed the top spot by one place, or to and me a number two single, and place it. No discussion, no arguments into that new music pantheon. And uh, regarding our number two singles, we've unearthed some belters from the theme from Miami Vice. But do remember, around the corner, there's always a cucumber castle waiting in the wings, so choose well. You tossers, what? Liam, help! Do you want to name the machine? Yeah! Let's do it. Here we go. And today's machine is called the... Barry FFFFFF. So now, can we dwell on this one? This was this was one of Liam's. When we were doing the names, for... it was this. I I I was. We were obviously all doing this remotely, and I put my phone down. I don't think I told you this, Liam. I stood up and applauded my phone when you sent this one through. Would you like to explain to the boys and girls at home the thinking behind Barry F F F F F F? 
So it's um the is it the hexadecimal code for white? It's like the Pantone. Yeah. Like yeah. So it's a Barry White pun, but related to computer color coding. Yeah. This is the yeah! nerdiest, nerdiest of nerdy we've done so far. It's like, a really it's good job brilliant. that none of us are single. Yay! Mm. Uh, there'd be people banging on the door now. What? Uh, in white coats um, obviously but, uh, for you guys Barry F Baz Baz F Effie Baz whatever you want to call it but he's he's the uh, the algorithmic machine that's going to be feisting the number ones at us this week and with that shall we dive in indeed I'd love to in that case as per usual we will begin with Mr. Craig Lowe Low. how low can you go My first choice. Welcome to the show, Craig. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... Where's the rum? <laughs> Staring longingly at his ironing board. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my first number one this week is number one, number 671. This was okay. number one on the 23rd of November 90s. in the year of our Lord, 1991. Uh, 91, a good year. Mr. Barry White, can you give us the facts for my first? Oh, nothing. Nothing. This was number one for two weeks, and I will say that this is quite possibly my favourite track by this artist. By a country mile. By a country mile. Tasman Archer. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Is Is it their first single, Craig? Uh, No. Not, uh, again, not by a long shot. Okay, are we on... Are we on... It's a latter-day song by a big band. It's the Scorpions. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, is, it, is it Madonna? It's Mike and the Mechanics. Here's Mike and the Mechanics. I'm wondering if, if it's Madonna, but I know Craig absolutely loathes early 90s Madonna. Correct. Um, so it ain't going to be that. Um, shall we see what we've got? Let's see oh, it. Oh, do it. Oh, it's um, Michael Jackson. Uh, black or white? It is black or white by Michael Jackson. Black or FFFF. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well themed. Oh, please turn this camera back on. <laughs> Just shaking. <laughs> Good work. Uh, Great yeah, tune. Uh, uh, absolutely no faults with this. Uh, lovely slash solo. Macaulay Culkin in the video. Couldn't get more 90s. Uh, oh god, it is Macaulay Culkin, isn't it? Yeah, he, uh, he lip-syncs the rap in the middle. Essential. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you, a young boy in a Michael Jackson video? Do you want me to leave now? <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Heavy allegedly. No, he's definitely there. He's definitely there. So I don't know where you boys stand on this particular piece of Michael Jackson. I know Matthew probably is n- neither here nor there. Let me shock you. Yep. You ready? Go on. Don't mind this. Oh, excellent work! I want to. I want to probe I'm into out. it. <laughs> I want to probe into it and know why. But I also like don't want to make you actually address and scrutinise that decision. Do it and look at my face while I do it. Go on, ask me questions. Why do you like this song? <laughs> I was expecting something else. I don't know why. Why do you like this song? 
Right. right. So I think it's it's uh, time and place. I think it was a point of where I thought, oh, actually, I really like music and music's quite important to me. So when it was released and it had this official video launch on BBC One, which I think was just after Top of the Pops, I want to say I might be wrong. I watched it with my friend of the time, Gareth Higson. He was a big Jackson fan. And I think I was so surprised that it was Michael Jackson's song that I thought, do you know what? I can get along with this. This is all right. I mean, if you're being really cruel here, you could possibly say, well, that's because, Matt, it's the fucking whitest thing he ever did. It's just rock music with his voice on. You could throw that, but I, you know, I do I do like soul music. Some of my, some of my best friends are black. Anyway, <laughs> without purposefully putting myself in a pit here, and I'm purposefully doing it. Um, I like his voice in this song. Oh. Got a bit of bollocks. The the woos and stuff. Yeah, that archetype thing that he built. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't offend me. And it's got a really nice pop hook. Yeah, actually, yeah. And it was it was a little bit controversial as well. But I remember the video in like sharp detail. There was that bit where it was all those different people dancing and constantly kind of changing faces and races morph and genders. technology yeah. the first the first proper use of morphing technology yeah. excuse me excuse me it, godly it, and just... creams cry 1985 no no um, no no okay do you want to move on and see shall we see let's uh, let's move on and see let's move on swiftly to uh my second choice which is number 1 number 942 oh more this contemporary was number then one. This was number one on the 16th of November in the year of our Lord, 2002. Uh, Barry White, can you please let me know my everything? It's been... It has been one week. It is a one-week wonder uh, from this band. Uh, I will tell you that this is this band's eighth number one single at the time and was the lead single from their Greatest Hits album. Ooh. I'm just going to say Oasis and then stop. I've not okay. a clue. Not a clue, mate. Okay, well then, why don't you press play and stand up from your stool? Oh, it's Wesley. Oh, God. <coughs> touch my heart. No, I don't want to touch anything. They're all dead now, anyway, aren't they? Yeah, they are. How... <laughs> How's that music? I don't know. Uh, this is from their Greatest Hits, Unbreakable Greatest Hits, Volume 1. There is still yet to be a Volume 2. <laughs> I love it when bands do that. <laughs> so I many. I love it when bands do that. So many. Is... Like, Bowie did one, didn't he? Did um, Was it Outside? Mm. Was a Volume 1 and we mm. never got Volume 2? Well, no, it's... Supposed to, when the, the next two albums were supposed to... That, right, actually, I'm, I'm going to back away from that. I did do some reading into that trilogy that never happened, but we'll, we'll come back to that at another point. Yes, right, carry okay. on, Greg, sorry. I, I didn't remember, but yes. Uh, this heavily weighs against Michael and his black or white track. This is quite the antithesis of it. This evens the scale again for me. This makes it... All to play for going into number three. I don't know how you boys... Obviously, I know how you boys feel about Westlife, but it's how much you hate this. I, I can't bring myself to get riled up enough to really uh, want to diminish the Jackson track based on that. Like, it's fine. But I, this love is unbreakable. It's it's unforsakeable. It, we, for, for, fuck off. For me, we've got... We've, we've, 
we've been doused in three colours from these two songs. We've been doused in black and we've been doused in white, of course, which it doesn't matter. Is the third one And uh, now we've we're it's we're drowning in beige, Liam. We're drowning <laughs> Piss in yellow. beige. Piss yellow. Beige vomit. Um well. well so does it come down to the final track then? Is that what's gonna decide this three? Oh, I Absolutely think it bloody does. I think it might do. So uh, let's go on with my third track of the week. This is number one, number 867. This was number one on the 22nd of July in the year of our Lord 2000. Mr. Barry White, can you please give me my last? It's been. Oh, it's another one week wonder. I hope everyone's been keeping track of the little pun game I've been playing. With the uh, no, 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 with the text text and everything. Hey, Craig, Craig, <laughs> keeping track. I mean, I just didn't want to shed too much light on it. Oh, it was garbage. That's only just come. All right. Really, really appreciate it. Hang on, let me. T- I'm just going to whack my camera back on for one minute. Just do one thing. <laughs> just give a thumbs up. That's all it is. Yeah. Done. Good. Done. Good work. Done. Good work. Well done. Right. Uh, oh fuck it, Barry. Play the track. Here we go. All night long. Oh, great. Ooh, interesting. Interesting debate now. So we're on Roland Keating's Greg Life Alexander. is a Roland. It's Greg Alexander. Like, this is an absolute yeah. insta-keep for me, that tune. I, like, it, it, for those not in the know, Greg Alexander is uh, the New Radicals um, that we give, but just a, a, like a master songwriter. And as horrifying as the just the, the like concept of Ronan Keating is... Um, it's worth keeping it for me. I'm absolutely like I'm all in. Like all my chips yep. are on the table, my balls and my um, <laughs> wallet on a cool chain that I hang from my belt. Um, and I'm on a keep. All night long. <laughs> did um, <laughs> it's all I know from that song. <laughs> did uh, the new radical? Did you get what you give by the new radicals? Get to number one. Ooh, that that number one. Is I want to say yes. Question. Well, it was let's do a quick. everywhere at the time. Just do do a quick check because this is going to have a big, big bearing on my decision. Here. It did not. Oh right. Okay. Um, but I'm sure a Sophie there... Ellis Dexter went in and you did a lot of writing for her as well. <laughs> right. I tell you what, Craig. <laughs> yeah. You you what what's your decision on this, my friend? I think if you're going to let anything in by Ronan Keaton, it might as well be this, because I think this is possibly the best thing he ever did. Fair. Okay, there you go. Then well, let's make it a, a very, very soft keep yes. for me. Um, but in we go. We've got a taste of Westlife in the Pantheon, but that can be forgiven because it's watered down by the sonic bliss of Greg Alexander through the visions of Ronan. So we're on a, a, a unanimous. Nice. Oh, I, yeah, I like yeah, it yeah. when we all kind of vaguely um, tell. <laughs> Why? Because then I'm not going into your. I'm not going into your rounds all spiteful and pissy. <laughs> Speaking of spiteful and pissy, Matt, you're up. Ah, <laughs> oh, bloody bum. Unique number one, nine fourteen is staring right at us, boys. <laughs> This hit the top spot on the 24th of November 2001, so after the towers went down. Mm. Um, Baz, have we got any more info on this song? It's been... I mean, there was no staying power at all, was there? Another song that stayed at the top spot for one week. 
I would ask you boys to guess, but come on, let's be honest. 2001, a one-weeker. Whack it on, Baz. Nah. Come on, come on. Oh, shit. Are we on like another level or something like that? It's it's a more steroided version of another level. Blue? Points to Greg. Is it blue? Yeah. Yeah. What what is Getting it? Thrown off planes, it's blue. Uh, right. What what's the title of the tune? It's if you come back. Hey, Liam, do you want to just uh, do the kind of 40, 40 seconds onwards just so you hear the chorus? You'll definitely know it from the chorus. Okay, in we go. Oh, yeah. So this is Blues If You Come Back. Well, right. this was in every brick comma the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to tell you guys, I have, I've, today I've done a drugs test, okay? Okay. And I can tell you that I'm clean. Right. So I could admit to you legally that I don't hate this. What? This is this is exactly I think, the I think we I think we need to we need to check on Matt. This is <laughs> the kind of piss the that you rail against because it's so deeply soulless. And don't go because oh he's had plastic surgery and now he's a bender. No. <laughs> like that's no reason to dig it. Hit me, Matt. Why why are you are you trolling us so deeply? <laughs> I'm not. I think basically it comes down to so this obviously got feisted at me from Baz. I looked at it, I thought, oh God, this is gonna be hard work. I listened to the song through and it was just better than I remembered. And I actually sung along a little bit. Uh, the production is the absolute pits. There's something about that kind of pre-post UK garage stop starty acoustic guitar thing that really fucks me right off uh, they sold 200,000 copies that's a silver wow. status for us boys that deal in colour and it's the second of the three chart toppers now can I'll read out that sentence that I said to you right at the beginning again okay I've done a drugs test and I can tell you I'm clean so I can legally admit that I don't hate this and you guys immediately were like oh why'd you like it I didn't say <laughs> I liked it. I said, I don't hate this. And I'm really surprised because as I said, when that song came out, I thought, well, this is, I am I am breaking this into pieces and lobbing it in the bin from directly above. So at the moment, I'm obviously near the bin because all the things you said, Liam, are correct. But I'm quite surprised that boy band Piss, uh, a period, was, you know, it had a bit of something. It had a chorus. It had... Uh, a bridge and a chorus and something to hang your hat on. There you go. That's as good as I can do. Craig, do you have any views on blue? Not just the colour of the band. Uh, no, no, I don't. I really don't have any sort of <laughs> <laughs> at all. It is utter piss. Like, can I just say that is, and also that is the sexiest sounds any of us have ever had whilst talking <laughs> on video. <laughs> Craig is sat there splay legged on his on his bed. I'm. So I, I, I feel like I need to dive in about the blue thing. So mm-hmm. I have massive issues with the the sort of the rehabilitation of people who committed innumerable musical sins and blue are certainly on the list. And I really dislike the um what's it called? Duncan right, Simon Simon The other one. Uh, Lee Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Lee Ryan. Ryan Lee. Is it is, is it Ryan? 
Lee Ryan. Oh, is it Duncan James? And then there's the big one with a pan face that I forget his name of. And I can ask Jem if you're really desperate. Uh, Anthony no. Costa. Anthony De Costa. Anthony Costa, he's remembered it. <laughs> I have massive issues with this kind of this rehabilitation of like Duncan from Blue as this sort of uh, gay spokesperson. Like, no. They were responsible for so much toxic nonsense. You don't get to suddenly decide that you like cock and everything's okay. I'm not down with it. In All the rise. Bin. In the bin. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I didn't know you were going to get that riled about Duncan James from Blue. I mean, with... Uh, the throwaway nonsense that is blue, you, you're going to get that rather up. Thank you. Um, I've met Sa- I met Simon Webb. Anyone else? Did any- has anyone else met a blue? I've never met a blue. No. Uh, I, I, s- I, it- I stood behind someone that looked like Anthony Costa in McDonald's once. That, does that don't, count? Don't count that. Right? Don't count. <laughs> I mean, it could it, it it could have been Anthony Costa. <laughs> he's, he's the second. I saw the first dates with Duncan on it. That's all I can do. Right. Oh God. We need to move on swiftly. Sure. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to save the Simon Webb story for the Patreon. Um, right, so we are uh, we're yeah. hard bin, aren't we, at this moment in time? I mean, I was I was fence soft bin, Liam was hard bin, and Craig was couldn't give a fuck bin. Indifferent. So let's let's move on to unique number one, number nine seven zero. So this was number one on the 17th of January, 2004, for three whole weeks. Wow. And at this point, I am charged to ask Baz F if there are any more bits of information that we'll need before we take this bad boy apart. These songs are terrible, honestly. Oh, oh no. Oh, God, okay. It never bodes well. Now, can well. we just go back on the month? 17th of January 2004. So obviously, this it's is not the winner's days. It's not the winner's song. Well, it's probably whoever came second place because they usually release the second place person on well, in the in that well, post Christmas track, don't they? So this 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 was from one of the early series of Pop Idol, uh, and I was about to ask you guys who. <laughs> You might have a bit more information on these shows than I did, but did they always go for Christmas number one at the end, or was that just something? No, that if I came remember, later on? remember rightly, I think the final was post Christmas for the first Pop Idol because I remember at Christmas they went for the big band album, right? That came right. out before before like halfway through the series, and I remember the big band album being like the Christmas album for that year. Oh, like hearsay. So with that. With that brilliant bit of information there, Craig. Yeah. Do you think it's a winner then? Is this it could a well, it song? could well, it could will be uh, Will Young with "Take This Night and Make It a Evergreen." Press play, Barry. F- <laughs> it's not evergreen. But who is it? Who was after Will? Michelle McManus. <laughs> I can't believe he's got it. <laughs> Love you for that, mate. God, this is proper piss. I do not remember this at all. Should yeah, we do... Um... Neither does Michelle McManus. D- right, well, d- dive on a bit, because it, it actually has a beat, which I was quite surprised at. Oh, yeah. I remember this now. Was Michelle McManus the boaty one? 
The boaty one? No, no. Who's the boaty Who's one? Who's the boaty one? What does boaty mean? What does boaty mean? She sings mean? on boats. Oh, no, that's Shane McDonald. Shane McDonald, thank you. <laughs> I'll be honest, I wouldn't know either of them I fell over them. She was, Jane McDonald was discovered on a uh, real documentary type show where they went on, it was on, on the show, The Cruise. That was where Jane McDonald was found. So she didn't do a, a pop idol or X Factor type. Oh, okay. Oh, but she's still vaguely Whereas, a reality star. Yeah, but like kind of in the early days of reality, like that guy who used to do, uh, what was it, Jeremy from Airport or that mad Irish cow from driving school, you know, that kind of like... <laughs> I don't know, I, I clearly was not watching star. enough reality Howard TV. from the Halifax. <laughs> you know, yeah, the, yeah, Howard from Halifax. The, the people that would basically be the third knock on the door at Noel's house party, that kind of level. <laughs> anyway. They get to sing out at the Shell end. McManus. Yeah, yeah, and then just get like, you know kind of waterboarded with gunge. Um, so good a winner so that they rebranded the entire series for after it. Waterboarded with gunge is such a good album title for Dave Benson Phillips' punk band. Um, the one thing I'll say about this is it has... I'm, if, you, if you noticed, I'm really trying to be positive about this pack of three, so this tells you what's going you can tell on. What the, you can tell what the third one's going to be. Christ, if he's trying to put a positive yeah. spin on these two pieces of shite. If if this... It's got more about it than the usual uber earnest to the point of suicide cowl stuff, but that's like really small potatoes. It, this, the, the, the Michelle McManus victory was deemed slightly controversial as she won waterman called out rubbish and walked off um louis walsh said actually do you know what i don't give a fuck what that prick says um so you know the streets to stardom the it's the fucking musical jeremy kyle isn't it and now we're seeing the fag end of it now until it reappear in like kind of 20 or 30 next years year. time. and by that point next by year. that point thank no no it'll be it'll be a wet fart craig it won't work no one's got any money and no one cares anymore you know people who've got that kind of aspiration to become famous and have lots of money will just be spat on hung from lampposts anyway by the time everyone's forgotten about this and it comes back i will be dead thank goodness chaps have we got any views on this the one thing i will say for this in and this is uh, because I, I i could not remember like zero memory so I, I google image searched her and the one thing i will say is she does not fit the archetypal image of skinny young pop star at the time can i drop in a wiki fist on the back of that then hit me there was accusations by waterman and walsh louis rose of <laughs> here's a sentence a voter doping by the fat vote. There you go. Leave you with that. Some people just need. To I mean, this this is. Do you understand why I was getting a little bit rattled about this? This is how toxic this fucking thing is. Do you know what I mean? I'll be honest. Both of these things, just... both tracks so far though, are are kind of liberally seasoned with a fair amount of grimness. Like blue, like it, that wasn't cool, was it? Like it wasn't a nice thing. It wasn't a positive thing for the time. Like I know we've had Michael Jackson, so I can't go that far. But um yeah. I bet you I bet you this track was track one on whatever now album came out that summer though. You know what? Uh, Craig, share with us your views and I'll bloody look. <laughs> I'll bloody look just to what what my views on the second Pop Idol, the series that could never live up to the first one, that what brought us Gareth was... Gates, Will Young, and Darius Dinesh. Nobody oh, his, ever his, 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 his recipes. 
<laughs> there is no way that that was it was it, it was Fame Academy series two all over again. Nobody remembers <laughs> anyone from that from that second season. What was Alex Fame Parks Academy? the winner? If you're if you're uh, interested, oh, I, I did like I did yeah. like Alex Parks. She had, she had short short choppy hair. She did. She did. She was no David Snedden though. Who? But he was winner and all. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to get into early noughties uh, TV reality shows, like, I'll piss all over this, but... <laughs> I, I don't want to see your urine. <laughs> okay. uh, by the way, Mich- while, while Liam's Googling, three singles for Michelle McManus, one album, and then that was it. The random appearance on Loose Women. So go well, Michelle. I don't wish her ill at all. I just wish she'd, like... Made better choices and not gone into that den of vipers. She, she's got she's got a story to tell for the rest of her life. Every night when she's what uh, the fact that she ended up being on a show with Gillian McKee trying to lose weight, looking at boxes of a shit. Great. Oh, I never got the poo thing. <laughs> oh, you know what? I promise that I, I'll sign a waiver that I will not edit that out, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest. I am struggling to find. Oh, I'm a I'm a year. Early two thousand April two thousand four. So that's now fifty seven. Jesus Christ! We do like we do dig into some bollocks, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, I love it. Michelle McManus. And, ah, yeah. so Matt, what's your rule with uh, now albums? How do you do it? Well, it, it used to be if I was going to buy it on a whim, I'd look at the first track. I'd look at the top track from LP two. And then I'd look at the last track or the last but one if it was a charity single. So top, middle, or bottom. So where do you reckon Michelle got? Well, I'm going to stick with Craig. I like, oh, oh, she might. Did the X Factor Pop Idol winner take up the charity slot at the end? I'm going to say she's the last track. That's exactly what happened. On now 57, she got the last track. Also, just for facts, Craig, Alex Parks, the um, two before the last track. <laughs> <laughs> so completely buried. maybe that's completely what it lost takes. no nobody's listening that late into a now album that's usually by the time you've you've gone for a slash and the music's just sort of playing to itself yeah i always quite liked alex parts god this has gone on far too long should we get on to your last one <laughs> clear the decks here we are it's unique number one 11 this hit the top spot on the 18th of December 2010, so close to the Christmas sting. Talking of stings, Baz, is there anything that we should know? It's been... Oh. Another one-week wonder. What a shock. Just play it. So is this what Matt's been building up to? Just play it. Yeah, there it is. Great. What is it? Great. Oh, Grimbox. It's, it's about well. I'm not got it yet. You do know it, Craig. This oh, it's all Craig. International. Oh, it's Black Eyed Peas. Time of our lives, isn't it? Just play, Liam. Leave it running to the to to the yeah the bit that gives it its name. And I swear this is true, and I owe it all to you. Oh, I had the time of my life, and I never felt this way before. And I swear this is true, and I owe it all to you. Dirty bit. 
Stop. Stop okay. it. Right, let this me make is, this brief. This is very easy. What, let me make this brief. <laughs> what more can I say? Craig Lowe, I will run to but your house. Before we dive into it, actually, Matt, before we jump in. <laughs> okay. Um, so we've already downvoted something by Will I Am previous weeks ago. Um, but on this part. He's writing we- keep. <laughs> No, no, I'm not. He's right in keep. Um, on on this pod, we've never explained Wanker. why we hate black the Black Eyed Peas and Will I Am so viscerally. Do you want to start there? Well, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> I'm ignoring him. Um, it's right opinion, opinion. This is the, you know that that's what it's all about, and we. You know, I spoke long and hard on the old pod about the Black Eyed Peas and the fact that I genuinely think I can put together a convincing argument. And I will, if someone wants to charge me with it, I will do it, that they are the world's worst musical act. They are the they are the worst. Like it's really difficult to say who the best band is because obviously we all have, to, and obviously lots of people would have different opinions on who the worst band is. But I honestly think we could put together a really good piece proving the fact that they are the worst band. Let's do it then. So for Patreon listeners, if you are interested, if you want to throw us a few shekels to keep this nonsense flowing, like the omnipresent sludge pump that it is. Go over to Patreon and you can hear our argument for why uh, the Black Eyed Peas should be accused, uh, should be um, indicted of war crimes. <laughs> right. oh, no, let's say no, not war crimes. Let's say crimes against humanity. Look, I, I won't, I won't wax on more about it if we're going to do a special Black Eyed Peas dirty bit. But what, what, what can I say about the world's worst band that has not been said before? I, I personally would have had a Black Eyed Peas meter bin. Um, in the pre-pod launch talks, which would have put them <laughs> up there with convicted paedophiles. Uh, they're right in <laughs> place. And, and I know that they're a punch... Right, listen. I know that they're a punching bag, Black Eyed Peas, because it's not just me that has this view, right? But sometimes that doesn't make the violence wrong. Hard, hard, hard bin. Over to I'm- you. It's dreadful. So it is lowest common denominator and really cynical for me, this tune. The fact that um, it samples or interpolates uh, Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing is this kind of really cynical attempt to get people on a dance floor. And then it's shat kind of um, electro house with nothing interesting going on. Histrionic wobbling from Fergie and fronted up by the most smug individual to ever come out of a vagina, I'm out. Um, Michelle McManus, I actually feel quite sorry for. You know, if this then had keep been... It. Then keep it. That's... Keep it if you feel sorry for her. Keep it. No, because it. I'm not I'm not going for the fat Do sympathy it. vote, Craig. We've proven that. Do it. So it's... Uh, it's he, a... he, re- he really liked Blue. He really liked it. I want it on record. <laughs> <laughs> it's on record. It is. <laughs> I want, I want it that you were swayed by Matt's arguments on Blue that you wanted to keep it. So Craig's voting keep, I imagine. So right, let's get this. Let's get this on record. Let's get this on record. So 
I'm voting Ben because I have put some thought into this and all of this is shit, right? Craig is voting keep because, and I quote, you're a fucking twat. So... (laughs) He's gone. He's absolutely gone. You're the the casting vote. I can't believe, I can't believe there's a casting vote on this. It's easy. I just gotta say, I'll be a voice of reason in a hall of fools. Oh, fool. Just because Craig's here. <laughs> Hello. Um, that obviously means that we have been those three number ones. So, Blue, <laughs> Michelle McManus, and the Black Eyed Peas, which you know, just sounds like the Bunch bottom of three of a football. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, Greg. We, we, we create, we, we're trying to get a new music there's a pantheon. Not, no. There's a Butlins that I'm going to next week that's not going to have an act now. <laughs> so. Blue, Michelle McManus, Black Eyed Peas, they've all hit the bin. So that means we need to rummage around the bag of number two singles to see which one is going to fly, no questions asked, into the Pantheon. Craig will be absolutely dying to see if the Black Eyed Peas have got a number two single. (laughs) To to make this into a Cucumber Castle situation, if this turns into a good song, I am going to frame my crotch live. (laughs) On this fucking podcast. Here we go. What we got? My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yes. Like, yes. I will take that. Bad at all. How? What? Hang on, hang on, hang on. That was a number two. A wonderful Kalish with milkshake. So what kept that off? Num- yeah. What kept that off number one? That, that was amazing. Very surprised. Kalish's milkshake. Kellis. Police, she uh, she is in the pantheon, and all was well. Until next time. Right, yo, let's dive in. So, my final three after what seems like a particularly chaotic episode, I must say. Um, oh, <laughs> the first of my final three was unique number one, two hundred and fifty. So we're early. It was number one on the 24th of April, 1968. I wrote that down Brilliant. so I didn't have to count on my fingers for the first time Beatles. ever on this show. Um, and it was number one for four whole weeks. Shall we see if there is anything else to be learned or gleaned from Barry? <sighs> yeah. Nope. Shall we just dive straight in and see what Whack it is on. what? Oh, keep my tits. He's back. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, What can you say? It's bloody Louis Armstrong, isn't it? Like, Bond theme? Bond theme? It was a Bond theme, actually. uh, That's not a sting we have. Mac, invent a sting. No. (laughs) Da 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 da. Did it for Yeah, there's... No, no, no. It's got a bit of... Que- the question mark card has got a bit of sting, right? The weird thing... In fact, no, let's not go back and do a redo because this wasn't actually a Bond theme when it came out. Was it not? No, because it was the Bond theme at the back end of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It is, yeah. And that weren't out in 68, if memory serves. 
I don't know. Ooh, I bet it's not far off. Shall we see? Do you want me to I get have, on it, Liam? Or are you? I have, I have a distinct sense that that is. Oh, it's the year later. Her Majesty's Secret Service is sixty nine. So, oh. what was that noise, Craig? I don't know. So, I'm not going to call Bond on that. No Bond. Bond denied. Bond denied. It's F in A, right? Yeah, irrespective of um, whether it was actually a Bond theme or not, like, it's it's just Louis Armstrong. It's oh, it's a bit dreamy, I think, is it not? Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's up there with um, what is it? Sailing by the theme from uh, oh, it is. Uh, what do you call it? Shipping forecast. Is it not? And um, yeah, hang on. Right, which one's which? Shipping forecast is sailing by. I think, isn't it? Is shipping forecast sailing by? So what Desert Island Disc theme? What is... Well, let's find out. Oh, Welcome to Sleepy Lagoon. Welcome this... to the High Octane Music Podcast where we discuss <laughs> the themes from the shipping forecast and Desert Island Disc. Well, this is, this is sailing by. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's shipping forecast. And, and while Craig mocks, could you put By the Sleepy Lagoon on? <laughs> by the Sleepy Lagoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's on the same album. God, I need to get this album. <laughs> <laughs> and you mock me. <laughs> oh, twelve inch mix. You look surprised with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is um. Yeah, that's Desert Island. This isn't it. So if you put By the Sleep of the Good and Sailing By on top of each other, bringing us back to what we're talking about, you get What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. No, I'll just, for all listeners out there, that was from a compilation called The Best of British Light Music, which is on Spotify by, on Spotify by Vernon Hadley. Recommend. <sighs> on it. Um, so that's, so yeah, Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. Um, and, and so I love that tune. Um, I always think it's slightly overly twee for me personally, but I can't put Louis Armstrong in the bin. That's just, that feels inappropriate and just rude. Um, and my only gripe with that, apart from it being twee, is they used it on um, Fahrenheit 9 11, mm. the Michael Moore thing, and I cannot see Did Joey Ramone cover it? No, it was the proper one. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, they used the proper one, like, to footage of the had a bit of, He had a bit of money. He had a bit of money on the back of Columbine, didn't he? So he did, yeah. He could um, afford the licensing. Wouldn't have been able to get that for Sicko or <laughs> Fahrenheit 11.9 or whatever the sequel was. Get in the bin. Michael Moore just, just oh, got the most pious holier than thou. I saw him live. What a mistake that was. Mm. <laughs> At the Apollo, no less. I, I, but I, you know, it's Louis Armstrong. He was one of the most important forces in jazz. Didn't invent the thing, fine, but one of the most important forces in jazz, like the the Hot Five and Hot Seven records and stuff like that. Yeah, just he he can't not be in the pantheon for me. Sorry, I'm just laughing. You are just <laughs> laughing. I think that's completely just gone. It's just you said he didn't invent jazz, but fine. And in my head, it you went because that. Was Mr. Jazz? <laughs> that was it. I would finish. <laughs> you ever heard Mr. Jazz's first album? It's amazing. <laughs> Is that Mr. Mr. Bond? Jazz play- it's just our Mr. Me. Jazz plays jazz. <laughs> God, this this episode is just chaos. Right, okay, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you your opinions, I'm just moving on, just for the sake of it. 
<laughs> in fact, no, I'll be kind. Um, so go on. Um, Matt, what do you think? About Louis Armstrong, where I, where I am. About the, yeah, about this song. It's a beautiful song. It's a great song. It's it's an absolute... It's a send-off to the moon, show people how we can emote through different forms other than talking and writing, you know? Some of the things like that, it'll soothe you to sleep, it'll make you smile, it'll make you cry. It can do anything, that song. It's marvellous. Craig, where are you feeling? Where am I feeling? My pants. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to ask him anything else now. <laughs> Officially, you can't ask him anything. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to keep this shit together today. Oh, right, sorry. okay, we're on to number two because Craig no longer has a valid opinion. <laughs> oh, God fucking God. What is your second number one, Liam? Please, quick. Okay, Please. my second number one was number one, unique number one. <laughs> 805, it was number one beginning the week 17th of October 1998. Any additional facts, Mr. White? It's been... Ooh, and... Do you guys know what that means? Oh. Um, No. It is time to enact the Billy Piper procedure. Oh. Which means I provide you with I provide you with a list of all the artists who've had fewer number ones than Billy Piper. Um let's go for it. Taylor Swift, Maroon 5, Nicki Minaj, Metallica, Shakira, Backstreet Boys, Janet Jackson, Avril Lavigne, Miley Cyrus, Selena Gomez, Amy Winehouse, Destiny's Child, Natasha Bedingfield, TLC, Melanie B, Melanie C, Emma Bunton, Victoria Beckham, Steps, Coldplay, Prince, Donna Summer, Aretha Franklin, Dua Lipa, Eternal, The Honeys, um, S Club Juniors slash S Club 8, um, Liberty X, Blur, Fleetwood Mac, Bob Dylan, Bjork, Samantha Mumba, Shania Twain, Mandy Moore, Jessica Simpson, Celine Dion, Bon Jovi, M- Michelle Bubble, um, Banana Rama, <laughs> Tina Turner, Diana Ross, Charlie XCX, Iggy Azalea, Demi Lovato, The Beach Boys, ACDC, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Cardi Um Duffy, Radiohead, Anastasia, Kate Bush, Weekend. Guns N' Roses, Dolly Parton, Lord A, Alanis Morissette, The Whom, Ala- uh, Alicia Keys, Fergie, Nickelback, Nirvana, Aerosmith, Bob Marley, Green Day. <sighs> Do I need to continue? I'm going to continue. Bruce Springsteen, The Carpenters, Danai Minogu, Harry Styles, Zayn Malik, Bubra, Streisand, Linkin Park, Nancy Sinatra, Beastie Boys, Foo Fighters, um, Doja Cat, I don't know what that is, um, Def Leppard, Supremes, Johnny Cash, Enya, Blink 182, The Cure, Texas, Anne Marie, I honestly don't know what that is, The Prodigy, The Smythes, Stevie Wonder, The Chainsmokers, and Morrissey. Those are artists that have fewer number ones than Billy Piper. Barry, play. Should we do it? Should we do it? Follow the 
Girlfriend. <laughs> Can I have your number? It is yeah. Girlfriend by Billy Piper. It's fine. How do we feel? It's Billy Piper. I've, I, I, I like Billy Piper as a person. Me too. Isn't she delightful? Yeah. D- d- musically, does this need to go in the pantheon? <laughs> yes. I mean, I could, I could, um, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I could, <laughs> I could put forward an argument of why it should. Whether I have the energy or time left on this earth to do so is a different <laughs> idea. I, I think, it, you know, the, the whole point of the Billy Piper procedure, um, which will obviously be enacted at least twice more, um, is I think it's really interesting the fact that she was that popular and you know we kind of we we slightly joke about Billy Piper. I feel quite sorry for her in that regard because she is. Mm. I don't think anybody's feeling sorry for Billy Piper. She's not these days. Fine. Not these days. <laughs> um, but she was. Did she date Chris Evans as well? Was that she married Chris married, Evans? Married yeah. Chris. Oh, it's still. You still like going car booting with Gaza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, did she marry um, one of the foxes as well, Lawrence Fox? <laughs> Liam has just said. <laughs> oh, God. Did she marry? I didn't think it was. I don't care. I didn't think any of that was funny. Okay. Number one, number three. Um, let's, oh. let's see what's happening. I, um, I am the I am the iceberg in this podcast. Is the Titanic? I'm taking the fucker down. <laughs> this is unique. Number one, seven hundred and sixty-six, and it was number one uh, on the third of May. 1977. No, ni- 97. God, fucking hell. 1997. Um, Baz, facts. It's been... We're on a one-week wonder. Um, and I'm going to go back to something that Craig said earlier. Um, uh, Carbooting with Gaza. Yeah, carbooting with Gaza. <laughs> carbooting with Gaza. And... Um, Say that this is out of their various singles, particularly in the UK charts. This is my personal fave. Cool. Oh, well done, the dance floor. Well on the dance floor by Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. From his wildly unsuccessful Ghosts EP. That oh, we don't uh, mention. His- history in the mix. Oh, God, yeah. Well on the dance floor, history in the mix. It did not uh, do well. I- I really like this track, barring one reason. Oh, go on. His his vocals are fucking whisper nonsense. Oh, it's that. Understand what he's saying? A bit, uh, yeah, it's, it's gone a bit. It, it's Michael to the extreme. Yeah, it's caricature Jackson, isn't it? In yeah. this, it's It's a bit Vic Reeves. Yeah, it's kind of cool though. If you can kind of get past that, I think it's a really good tune. It's one right. of his more Sounds interesting. Nice. Yeah. Like to be honest, actually, this might be one of the last moments that Michael Jackson was kind of vaguely relevant as an artist. 
Because what is what's after this? You get um, Rocky World, Rock My World. Yeah, you're you're into Invincible then, and um, yeah, we don't mention that. Well, I don't know. I don't. Uh, that was that. I think you have to say Rock My World was certainly the final step because that that was fucking everywhere. It was I good mean, tune, actually. Was, that that was everywhere, and we made such a big deal out of that. So I would say that if you were going to pick the last point that Michael Jackson was relevant, other than him dying, would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Um, True got, though. Uh, that being said, though, I think this is you know like for later Jackson when he's kind of his output is certainly starting to kind of um, reduce in terms of well quantity and quality. Um, this is yeah, it still stands out as a really great preferred track. era Jackson. Terry Riley Jackson. We'll have we're all over this. Uh, Dangerous through history in the mix. All over it. Cool. I'd, I'd dread to ask Matt. I couldn't give a shit. But the, uh, the the good thing about this song, I've just done some research while you guys were fapping on. It knocked R. R- Kelly's I, can, I Believe I Can Fly Off, number one. So mm. Jackson is the nonce knocker there, obviously. Um, nonce on nonce violence. Yeah. Well, no, I did not say that. And you can't say that because there was nothing Allegedly. said about Jackson. I didn't say anything. I mean, I could have said that the guy who knocked Michael Jackson off number one, which was Gary Barlow with Love Won't Wait, he took them both down. And Gary Barlow Old is the nonce. Dodger nonce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nonce finder general. But anyway, yeah, great. Well, well um, so that's the three. Yeah, we've got Louis Armstrong's "What a Wonderful World." We've got Billy Piper's "Girlfriend," and we've got "Blood on the Dance Floor" by MJ. Matt, how are you going for this? Uh, just solely off one of the most beautiful pieces of music written of all time, which is Billy which Piper's is Billy "Girlfriend." Piper's <laughs> girlfriend. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> and Louis Armstrong's "What a Wonderful World." It's got to be a keep for me. Mr. Lowe? It's a keep. Come on. This one feels like a a fairly easy keep, and it's, you know... You've got Michael Jackson, who is always slightly a question mark, and you've got Billy Piper, perhaps with her least interesting single, but then you've got Louis Armstrong. Just, there's no way this isn't a unanimous keep. The double Jackson week! Yeah. (laughs) The nice thing is... Oh, no, we haven't been unanimous because Craig's a twat. Um, so <laughs> let's um, let's roll on and let's wrap up the show. Wow, we've all cut our breath now and uh, we've made our choices. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think we made it right? Do you think we made it wrong? I think I was right and they were wrong as always. They don't get to talk in this part, so it's just me. <laughs> uh, but if you have differing opinions, why not visit us at Twitter at ENOE Podcast? Find us on the Facebooks. Email us at enoepodcast. At on the Facebooks. <laughs> Fucking hell. I can't right, talk in this bit. <laughs> I just choose not to. Uh, find us at every number one ever.com. That's spelled however you want, except for F I S H.com. Can't spell it that way. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. He's a loose cannon, man. Uh, also. Even after all this nonsense this week and you feel like you might want to throw us a couple of pennies. I don't, I don't <laughs> this is not the week for that. <laughs> People who want to throw us a penis, mate. 
just head over to Patreon. Dicks, left, right, and centre. Okay. Patreon.com <laughs> slash ianoepodcast.com. Liam, how's the Pantheon looking? Um. <laughs> Thankfully, because the voice of reason prevailed, it's not looking like a total fucking shambles. So, <laughs> next time, gadget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Glow. Um, so, uh, this week we had Matt with Black or White by Michael Jackson, Unbreakable by Westlife, and Life is a Roller Coaster by Ronan Keating with Greg Alexander hiding under his left trouser leg. Um, they made it into the Pantheon, thankfully. No, that was they were Craig's. They were not Matt's. They were Craig's. They were Craig's. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, Craig, then me. Craig, then you. Yeah, um, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I've had four glasses of wine now. Um, <laughs> Craig and, and Matt. Jesus, <laughs> Matt. God, this is chaos. We got Matt had. If you come back by Blue, all this time <clears throat> by Michelle McManus, and the time. By Black Eyed Peas, and because reason prevailed, they Travesty. ended up in the, in the bin. But thankfully, we also resurrected Khaleesi's uh, milkshake from the uh, den of iniquity that is number two. And finally, we ended with What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong, Girlfriend by Billy Piper, and Blood on the Dance Floor by Michael Jackson, hitting the Pantheon hard. So I think a successful week for 66.6% of us recurring. Hey, I've had a great time. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Matt, do you want to take us home? Do you, know that, do you know that was delivered like that? Hey, I've had a great time. Imagine the scene, right? So the police have gone, the fire brigade have left, the ashes are still smouldering in the bar and the barman gets up from the back, pulls the bullets out of his bulletproof vest that he wears and Craig's just sat on the floor and just going, hey, I've had a great time. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I'd like to thank uh, Craig Lowe. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Dr. Liam Maloney, thanks I'm, as I'm ever. I'm not coming back next week. I don't blame you. And I think it would be remiss of us to not play out with um, our song of the week. And as you've learned today, if you play Sailing By and on a Sleeper Lagoon at the same time, you get What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world it is and you have a wonderful week. Now fuck off. I see trees of green Red roses I love you. Goodbye. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world.